Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. On this episode, we talk about gratitude, both in practical and profound ways. We hear from Christ Chapel women's staff, Misty Denman, Shelley Davis, and Cameron Ward. They share their struggles with contentment, the effort thankfulness requires, and their dependence on the goodness of God. Here's their conversation. My name is Misty Denman, and I'm here with my friends Shelly Davis and Cameron Ward, and today we are going to talk about gratitude. And honestly, it's a topic that's close to my heart because one thing I know for sure is that when we live a life shaped by gratitude, we have more joy than we otherwise would. I think we weather hardship um, more easily than we otherwise would, and definitely gratitude honors the Lord. Uh, And those truths are easy. I think for all of us, we would say, sure, we agree with those in theory. Sometimes it's harder to live those things out. Um, So I'm curious to know how each of you cultivate gratitude in your own life, how you've struggled with it in the past, how it looks for you on a day-to-day basis. So the first thing I want to do is just um, ask you this. Gratitude is something I've noticed that's a fairly common idea in both the secular and um, Christian world. I mean, we I see gratitude journals and that kind of thing on shelves everywhere. So I'd like to kind of separate out those two ideas a little bit. So from a biblical perspective, what does gratitude mean to you? Shelley, well, what's your I, thought on that? Gosh, Thanks for asking me first, because I think gratitude's been hard for me. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not my natural bent to be grateful mm-hmm. for what I have. Mm-hmm. My natural bent is to be selfish and self-focused. So I do know some great women who are not as selfish as I am, and um, and so it's been great to be able to watch them and learn from them. Mm-hmm. But basically what I have discovered is that for me, it means that I'm not selfishly focused on just my circumstances. It means that I um, recognize that God's at work in my life, even in the worst of times when I can see nothing that looks like he's moving in the direction I want him to move. But gratitude means, okay, Lord, I know who you are. I know that you love me. I know you are at work. So, I mean, what I've tried to keep in my mind and sum it up is it's not what I have, but it's who I have. Mm. And so as long as I can keep myself remembering that, it's not what I have. It's not if I have a trouble-free life or Mm -hmm. whatever, but if I just remember who I have. Um, And for me, it means it's a discipline in my life. Now, I think there are other people that it comes way more naturally to than me, but for me, Mm -hmm. it's a discipline because gratitude is not really a feeling, it's an action. It uh, it means that as a discipline, I have to really feed my heart on the truth of God's character, mm-hmm. uh, which is always God's word right. for me. Right. Really being right. in the word and thinking, 
in the worst of times, uh, you know, Lord, I spend all this time talking about my terrible circumstances. I need to spend time looking at who you really are in the midst of my terrible circumstances um, because it takes, for me, it takes intentionality, always I, intentionality. I like yeah. what you said there, particularly because I was wondering kind of how you separate that idea of gratitude out from kind of how the world would define gratitude and how yeah. we would define gratitude as believers. And I think you hit on two great points there. One was it's not necessarily based on your circumstances at all. It's not um, It's not when everything is going right and well and you have all your ducks in a row, and it's not based on a feeling. So to me, that's a great way to kind of separate out the way the world might think of gratitude and the way we would think of gratitude as believers. Cameron, what's your thoughts there? I think gratitude is a discipline. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's something that... Um, does not come naturally to me. I am me most, either. Maybe I, maybe it just. I, I'm sure there are people for whom it does, but yeah, maybe I think that's why we're all doing this. I think it's it part of the fall. At it. Yeah, yeah it, it is. We are fallen, and so we yeah. are bent toward grumbling. Yep. Um, and so one of the things that I think makes gratitude for the believer different than gratitude for the world is that for the believer, gratitude is not something that we ascend to, or um, I even feel like one of the ways it's talked about a lot, you know, in secular culture is like meditation and gratitude and Mm -hmm. this kind of like centeredness. Uh But for the believer, it's an opportunity that is the fruit of our salvation. Mm. Discontentment is bondage for the believer, and gratitude is part of our freedom in Christ. We are free to mm. be grateful for not just what we see, because it, it, sometimes I have no doubt that there are people who everything about their life is falling apart. There is no silver lining. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the believer to say, I'm actually, there's not much I see that I'm grateful for. Um, and maybe some of that is right because some of what you're seeing is brokenness. Mm. And we never want to be grateful for sin or for mm-hmm. even the consequences of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but to say, I'm actually grateful for what is unseen and the unchanging character of God, the truth of his word. Um, those are the things that I can root my gratitude in. Uh, I'm looking beyond what I see here and saying, oh, this is actually a very short while that I'll suffer and that things will be hard. And so I can move beyond discontentedness and express gratitude because I know there's more to this life than what meets the eye. And so I'm free from the bondage of discontentedness. I love that so much. You said a phrase that I don't think I've ever heard before, but I'm going to try to remember it and I may ask you to repeat it later (laughs) that... I can always be grateful for the unseen, even if what I see around me is really, really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's where the intentionality yes. comes yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have to know that that's the truth. That's who God is. That's the truth. Um, we have so much to be grateful for in our future, in our mm-hmm. life, that we're all going to live yeah. in eternity, yeah. mm-hmm. that we're never going to see 
this side yeah. of heaven. And talking about separating from the secular mm-hmm. culture, you know, that the secular world is grateful just for what they see around them, you know. And as you said, there's not a lot around us that we really want to be grateful for. <laughs> it's uh, it's broken. So you've got to have that yeah. truth of God's Word, and you've got to have intentionality and living in that truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh, that's great. That's There was a lot. I was expecting simpler <laughs> answers, and there was so much depth to that. Um, and I think we'll, we'll continue to kind of unpack that as we go, and we may circle back around to some of that, which is a good, a really good thing. So I think you've both done amazing jobs of sort of explaining what gratitude means in your own lives and the lives of a believer. But I also know that sometimes there's a gulf between what we know to be true and then how how easy it is to practice what we know to be true. So talk to me a little bit about how you handle what you do, how you think about gratitude when you're struggling to be grateful. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I, gosh, I mean, discontentment comes up most in my life when I'm looking around. Yes. If I am scrolling on social media, I have a, you know, maybe I've noticed that my friend who's a recent grad, she has this amazing job in this amazing city and, I mean, I, I do too, but you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sure. all of these, sure. these things were the influencer who has mm-hmm. a beautiful house that she decorated on this massive yeah. budget. And, um, in my perfect world, I don't, I don't like kids that much though. So like maybe she just has really cute dogs and yeah. a successful yeah, yeah, yeah. husband or an influencer with the body I always wanted. Those are the things that make me mm-hmm. really discontent. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, and so that's when I have to start, you know, pulling back and saying, okay, where's an opportunity here? I need to discipline myself, discipline myself to be more grateful here, to maybe stop looking at that or, or to look at my own house and be like, Lord, you've provided yeah. here. Um, but another way that I battled deep discontentedness was after my mom died. Mm. Um, it un it unveiled a layer of discontentment and bitterness that I didn't even know to anticipate. And so... And how could you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> there, There's no... Yeah, there's yeah. no way I could have. And so I remember going to a friend's wedding about six months after she died. And um, a dear friend of mine, her mom has walked down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, if I get married, I'll never get that. Mm-hmm. Or... um about a month after my mom died, I was back in Auburn at Target and all these freshman girls are clogging the aisles with their moms. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so it just unveiled this, um, yeah, bitterness that, oh, I don't get that. Mm -hmm. And, and there's nothing I can even do about that. Uh, and so that, 
the Lord was just really faithful to reveal to me, hey, you actually have an opportunity here to not be bitter, but to be grateful for the time you did have with your mom, for her tripling a cancer prognosis, for a mom that you missed so much. You actually have an opportunity for ministry here because of this great pain. And so that really helped to reframe the places that I felt painfully discontent and kind of stuck there like, Mm -hmm. well, I guess, you know, this is just how it's going to be. The Lord gave me an opportunity and said to say, oh, no, no, no. I actually, part of what hurts so much is that I'm so grateful that I had a mom whose loss I feel Mm -hmm. so deeply. And so it helped reframe how I thought about the places that that really hurt and that were even beyond materialism. Because I think sometimes what we're discontent with is not just that we don't have the latest or greatest whatever, but it's where the Lord has us and where we think he should have us. Mm -hmm. And um, there's an opportunity there to open your hands. So let me ask you this, because I would imagine that's not a one-time grief. I would imagine that it's not just the one wedding or the one time that you see a mother and daughter together that that comes up. So do you just follow that same process each time or how does that change for you? Or talk to me about that, that being an ongoing discipline that you work through. Yeah. Um, I, one of the things that has, um, has been really helpful with and that with that deeper discontentedness is to not just rush past it, hmm. um, to let myself feel it, and to then say, "Is there a deeper thing going on here that I'm actually discontent with?" And to then submit that to the Lord hmm. instead of just saying, "Well, I should be grateful." And hmm. so I'm going to open my journal and um, ah, I miss my mom, but you know I'm just so grateful that I have I have good friends and I have a home and I have, you know, kind of thinking that um, things that I should be grateful for will medicate this deep discontentedness to instead take the opportunity to take it before the Lord, to not brush over that discontentedness because at the root of it, what am I most discontent with? Death. Mm. I and bitter toward sin and the consequences of sin that is death. Death was not supposed to be a part of the story. We were supposed to live pre-Genesis 3. Um, and so to say, oh, my, I hate death, and that is a rightfully mm-hmm. placed mm-hmm. loathing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I can be grateful that the resurrection is real. Mm. And so that death will be defeated. And that is one of the things that kind of pausing over the discontentedness uh, and not just trying to, like I said, medicate with other things. Well, I still have so much to be grateful for. That's true. Um, Where can I open my hands and actually address the deeper issue here and then submit my life still to the Lord and say, yeah, this is broken. There's still work to be done. I can still be obedient the next thing. I can still be grateful. That is wise. Yes. And, you know, it's true for all of us, uh, Misty, the brokenness Mm. that we're all going to deal with. I know your family, your parents were divorced Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you had to Mm -hmm. deal with a single mom Mm -hmm. and those kind of Mm -hmm. issues. And it's hard to be grateful Mm -hmm. for that. And I have a 
story similar to Cameron's. My Mm -hmm. mom died when I was pretty young. Mm -hmm. And so through every stage of my life, you miss that. And Mm -hmm. as you get older, for me, Cameron, it was really evident when I had my kids. And I that's what I hear. I struggled <laughs> when I looked around and saw everybody yeah. else's mom coming to help them when they came home with a baby. Um, and yeah. but hmm. you're you're right. You have to be intentional. You said this earlier about uh, not falling into that hole of discontent. You know, even anticipating those hard circumstances in your life that are going to play out over. And over again, um, you, you know, whether it's a, a hard upbringing mm-hmm. or that you have some sort of physical disability mm-hmm. that you're always yeah. going to deal with. So if you anticipate that and go to the root of mm. the problem, um, which is really, hey, my dependence isn't on being without a physical disability. My uh, contentedness isn't about having come from a perfect family. Yeah. All of it goes back to who our God is. And do we really trust him in all circumstances and depend on mm-hmm. him? Yeah. So um, it was interesting because mm. I'm just a couple of years older than you two. Not much, just a year or two. But yeah. to look back over decades of my <laughs> life and see how God had filled in the gaps in places I didn't even recognize at the mm. time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, L- anticipate, be intentional, um, get to the root of the problem. Mm. Great wisdom. Mm-hmm. Great I think. Wisdom. I think what you said too about do I trust the Lord? Do I trust the Lord here? Because if I trust Him, if I believe that He does no evil, that mm. He is, He hates death more than I do. He hates failing bodies more than I do. Mm. Um, then I am free to live in gratitude, right? That frees me up to say, oh, actually the Lord has made a plan far better than anything I could have dreamed or done, and he will make this right. And so I can entrust myself to him in the meantime and live with gratitude. But, mm-hmm. you know, Cameron, it's hard for us to get there because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. we <laughs> we sit by the bedside of somebody that yeah. we're, we're watching die and think, Lord, why is this a good idea? Why yeah. are you taking mm-hmm. this mom from me? Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the truth is, it wasn't his idea. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. his right. plan. So right. uh, we have to go back to right. the truth. Yeah. Right. And I think one thing that you're both saying that's something I've just learned in the last few years, and man, I have been holding on to it with everything <laughs> I have, is um, living with this word and, um, you can both grieve and be sad about what you don't have and trust God and His goodness and His character at the same time. I mean, you know, you can both be grieving the loss of your mom, the not having your mom there when your kids were young, and know that God is good, He has a good plan, He is holding you, and in the end, He will make all things right. Um, It's not an either or. And I think that was, you know, either I am perfectly content with or um, fine with circumstances as they are, or... um, you know, down in the dumps, you know, you can, you, and, and don't trust God at all. I think yeah. we can hold those two things at the same 
same time, and I always think about how Jesus grieved and mourned and yet perfectly trusted the Father and his plan at the same time. And you're both kind of expressing that in different in, in different ways. And I just think that's such a, a beautiful and lovely well, that, thing. That and you're talking about goes to my favorite scripture about being grateful is First Thessalonians 5.18, mm. which is give thanks in all circumstances, mm-hmm. for this is the will of God um, mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that and comes mm-hmm. in, Misty, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, every circumstance um, is we can move towards being grateful. Yeah. You know, the secular world works hard to make our circumstances perfect, to make our mm. world perfect. Yeah. Because if we have those perfect circumstances, um, mm-hmm. then we can be grateful. It's easy then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no trick yeah, to being exactly. grateful when everything's all lined Ex- up. The trick is being grateful when <laughs> yeah. it's super yeah, yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. The, the trick yeah. is knowing the truth. Yeah. Knowing the truth. It's never going to be yeah. great, perfect in this world. Yeah. Um, but we all are looking forward yeah. to the next world yeah. because yeah. it's real. Yeah, I think I spent a lot of years, maybe, I don't know, 15 years or so of uh, my first years of being a believer thinking, I do not understand how to give thanks in all circumstances. I don't even get that. How is that possible? And then finally realizing that um, I, I don't have to understand the circumstances. <laughs> I'm just called to to do it because I trust who God is in that, and He's I mean, it's it's a command. Um, so I will do it by faith, and and that is that discipline and that faith building of. I mean, it kind of retrains your mind to think if I'm called to give thanks in the circumstances, then I it, it trains my mind to know that it remind me that God is good, He is yeah. holy, there is no evil in Him, and so whatever this circumstances He's allowed is either for my good or He will work for my good. Yeah, that's a hard thing. Okay, so Shelly, when you and I were talking a little bit about this yesterday and preparing for today, you mentioned something that I thought was fantastic, and um, I'd like for you to um, mention it here a little bit. I think it's a good place for it. And you talked about um, how um, you have learned a lot about contentment and thinking about uh, widening your perspective beyond Yes. Just this community. Yes. Talk to uh, us about you that. You know, we use that expression a lot. That's a first world problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. and that's the truth when it comes to gratefulness. You know, um, I really have, have had incredible opportunities to work with women in different places around the world. And um, a lot in Africa, certainly, and... Um, uh, Central America, uh, even women in the Ukraine, uh, it, we have the best lives of of any women in the entire world. I mean, our circumstances yeah. every day, yeah. walking into a supermarket, um, Central Market or Target or whatever, and seeing all that food, and I... I mean, I hate to admit it, but I never got it until I had the opportunity to um, go around the world and see how other women really live to get my heart and my head out of Fort Worth, Texas, Mm -hmm. and think, oh my goodness, you know, anything that I can encounter here is nothing. We, uh, uh, on several of the trips with women's teams to Africa, the 
African women that love the Lord are so joyful, and they have nothing. I mean, they have, they don't recognize it. They think because they have the Lord, they have everything. But um, on one of the trips, um, I left uh, Texas um, a little bit discouraged because my heart's desire to remodel my decades old kitchen was not going to happen in the time I thought. Um, and I was trying to deal with it. I get to Africa, and one of the gals over there cooks dinner for 40 of us out under a tree on a single Bunsen burner type thing and sings joyfully the whole time she does it. And so I came home and said to my husband, please don't let me grumble about the fact Mm -hmm. that my kitchen is old, um, mm-hmm. until I've had to cook dinner for a whole bunch of people out under the tree mm-hmm. on a single mm-hmm. burner. I mean, it was it was like this incredible picture that God yeah. said to me, what are you thinking? And uh, I'm grateful that yeah. he has showed me uh, women's lives around the world. They don't have what we have yeah. uh, in terms of whether how we're treated. Uh, every single day in terms of our um, financial security, even the worst, um, even in the worst circumstances, we can go down to John Peter Smith and get health care. We can yeah. go to the food bank and get food. So one of the nights in Africa, we were driving out somewhere far in the country and the weeds on every side of this little tiny dirt road were tall and crouched in those weeds periodically would be a a mom with her children to spend the night in those the protection of those weeds because she had no place else Mm -hmm. to go Mm -hmm. um so we got to get out of fort worth Mm -hmm. texas ladies Mm -hmm. we got to (laughs) go and and you know minister to women around Mm -hmm. the world and bring that back Mm -hmm. here so Mm -hmm. that our hearts are focused on Mm -hmm how good God is. You know, what you just said actually made me think of what, Cameron, you mentioned earlier, which I deeply relate to, about um, being pretty involved in social media, being a way that you mm-hmm. are discontent. And I struggle with that too. Um, uh, the the house thing is what made that connection because um, a lot of the Instagram um, accounts that I follow are makeover type things. And yeah. so, you know, all it is is the swipe, swiped from the old, you know, in one second, you can swipe from old kitchen to new kitchen, <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. and you forget the gazillions of dollars and the difficulty with the contractors and the figuring it all out and the time it took, whatever. The okay. supply chain. The supply chain <laughs> issues, all of that. Um, and so it, it, what you just said, hey, let's spend some time seeing, thinking about being involved in uh, communities or cultures outside of our own so that that broadens our perspective um, it's sort of the opposite of how much time we can spend without even realizing it. And I very much do this, too, of um, spending that time looking at these perfectly curated and not very real um, pictures that make us discontent. And anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love that you made that connection. Yeah. That's a great connection yeah. between yeah. the only social media I look at are yeah. the ones that um, are the latest influencers. Um, and 
you know, these women around the world that I've had the chance to be involved with, they're they're happy and content in the Lord. I mean, that they're not um, looking for their circumstances. Yes. They're just living right. every day right. in the Lord. Right. Um, and maybe there is some gift in... Um, Boy, this is a stretch, and this is easy for me to say when I have the circumstances, but perhaps there is a gift in not having the circumstances there in the way of being able to trust the Lord. When you don't have those there, you're looking directly to the Lord without those circumstances or those ease that the ease of life and the way, and what a beautiful thing it is. Yeah, I, I read, and I can't remember what book it was now, but the... Um, there was a couple that had done uh, ministry, or they they were from the Middle East, and they had been doing ministry there. And uh, they moved to the U.S. and they thought, you know, th- the husband's motivation was that it was getting very dangerous and for their children. And um, they got here, and his wife was like, "You." came to him and said, you have to take us back. There is a satanic lullaby here with all that they have that is pulling believers away from trusting the Lord. Um, and gosh, I think about that satanic lullaby of of just so of an abundance that it does, it keeps us from, yeah, yeah. from trust. Yeah. But we don't have to feel guilty about no, it. No, absolutely I don't not. want to put that out no. there, um, but I, I totally agree with yeah. you. We're, uh, you know, I think we're um, certainly uh, tempted yeah. by the world we live in. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, w- we're all here by God's plan and design. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we can we can rest in that. We yeah. can enjoy. Um, I have to say, I did eventually get to remodel my yeah. kitchen. Yeah. Um, Can't wait and to see I it. love my new remodel mm-hmm. kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Billy hasn't made me cook under a tree yet. So <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. it, it so appreciate and love. Yes. And that's part of the gratefulness. Yeah. So just appreciate yeah. what you've got, that it came from the hand of God. But... Um, and then guard yourself yeah. that you're not... There's a proverb, and I will look it up and we can put it in the show notes because I'm not going to be able to quote it exactly or know where it is. But it basically says, you know, beware of having too much yes, because there is temptation to not trust God there, basically. And beware of having too little because then there's the temptation towards Steal. envy or stealing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So... I think that speaks to that very much. You know, that's just be aware that there's temptation basically on either end of that spectrum, guard against it, and be grateful for what God has given us and where we are. Okay, another question for you. Love this discussion so much. I'm learning so much. I want to know your stories of who are the people in your life who have encouraged you who uh, to be a grateful person person who have shown you what gratitude looks like in everyday life. How has that been a good thing in your life? Uh, let's see. Cameron, you go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I have believing friends who, uh, and, and maybe it's because of I'm in my early 20s and kind of the stage of life that I'm in, but um, believing friends who encourage me to be grateful, who are also just starting out in careers or are 
um, about to be missionaries or, you know, are starry eyed about working in a nonprofit. And they encourage me to, to be grateful that this is where God has put you. He will provide for you. Um, and, we're kind of all, as we're rubbing shoulders, having to remind each other of that. And I think also of um, my mentor throughout high school, um, she, as I've gotten older and she and I, our relationship has started to look more like friendship. Mm -hmm. um, She's become more candid with me about how there was a time where she was doing ministry in a place that she didn't really love with people that she couldn't really connect with, that she felt very different from most of them. And um, rather than grumbling and asking the Lord to move me somewhere else, don't you know I would I would be so much mm. better at you know, ministry among people that I could relate to or in a place that was, you know, closer to a big city, um, that she just lived a life of gratitude and did ministry faithfully um, and honestly didn't even see any fruit from it. I mean, she kind of got to the end of this run and was like, I don't know what came of that, but her life was an offering because it mm. was in submission, even though she didn't love where she was. That is an offering of gratitude. And that really, beyond journaling, beyond, um, you know, practicing gratitude or whatever for yeah. five minutes a day, that was a great model to me of what does a life of gratitude look like yeah. when it's hard? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah. Praise God for the people he puts in our life that are those living examples of that kind of thing. Because that'll, that'll be something you come back to your whole yeah, life long. Totally. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Shelly, what about you? Um, well, gosh, it's all the women of Christ Chapel. I mean, I've been here a long time. Christ Chapel has great and incredible women. I've had the opportunity to stand at so many bedsides, to stand by so many gravesites, to um, just hear people's stories, and to watch these women really say, hey, the Lord is in this. I am grateful that the Lord is in this. And every time I think, I don't know that I would be. I need to remember your spirit of gratitude and thankfulness, even in the midst of uh, things. There was a uh, Christ Chapel gal that came in a couple of weeks ago to answer the phones as a volunteer, and she has been in the hospital most of the last year, and I was so glad to see her, and I was like, how are you? What, you know, tell me, you know, you look great and whatever, and she said, um, hey, what I've been through has been uh, nothing because the Lord has carried me through, mm. and I know what she's been through. It was horrible, and I just thought, okay, I, that's the answer I want to have when yeah. I've been in the hospital for a year. Hey, right. I'm grateful because the Lord has carried me through. Yeah. So, you know, having women that love the Lord uh, around you to hold you accountable is so important. And I've had some really close friends of mine say, hey, do you need to rethink your attitude? Yeah. I mean, do you need to re uh, take those words back uh -huh. that you just said? And, mm -hmm. and they can die here, but you need yeah. to think yeah, about what you yeah, just yeah, said. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So I think we <laughs> need. I think too. Yeah. yeah, we need yeah. women that we're close enough to yeah. 
that are willing to say, um, hey, you've got more than you're giving the Lord credit for. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I appreciate Ooh, That's a great sentence there. Yeah. yeah. So what about yeah. you, Misty? Who well, helps you? Um, I have several. Um, I think my mom is has always been just a very um, grateful person for the simple things in life. And uh, it wasn't until well into adulthood that I really understood that and appreciated it, but I do very much. Um, she is um, in many ways sort of the opposite of what you and I were describing of that, I want that new kitchen or whatever. She's just okay. always been one of those ones that's just content with, very content with what she has and um, and content with the small, to appreciate and enjoy the small things in life. And uh, I'm real grateful to have had that example without her ever pointing that out, but I can look back at that now and and see that. Also, so my mom is one. My mother-in-law is another one because she did not tell me this until, I don't know, the last five years or so, but one of her main goals as a mother, she told me, was to raise grateful children. Mm. And uh, all three of her children are grateful. I got to marry one of those, and I can say that my husband David is a very grateful person. He's and so just sort of living with him that has rubbed off on me so much. He notices and is and appreciates and is grateful for all those small things in life. He really is for the. I mean, a million things for the really blue sky, for the crisp air, for the squirrel, for the, you know, oh my gosh, did, can you believe that we, oh, we love squirrels, <laughs> but you know, just those, um, the, he sees and notices and appreciates a million small things in this world, attributes them to it being a good gift from the Lord, points that out and just goes on with the day. And that has taught me just by example to to do that exact same thing and it also has taught me to not i mean he's he, he would buy a new pair of shoes every 15 or 20 years and no more often unless i bought them for him cuz he's like this pair of shoes still works why would i need another pair of shoes you know i these these are good and um so anyway i i, I it's he's my mom and then my husband, I think because of the prayers and guidance of my mother-in-law, um, have been great examples to me of particularly being, uh, for sure, giving glory to God in the big things. But I love that I have learned to be grateful for the everyday small things because noticing those things has been a great counterbalance to me on the days when things are rough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or the stretches of life when things are rough. And then actually you said a sentence to me, Shelley, one time that plays into that. Um, I think you said one time that you used to go and pray at the Botanic Gardens and be and remember that the God who could create the beauty of that flower or whatever could certainly handle your situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And playing into that, you know, when David will say something like, look at the that, the wings on that bird and how beautiful it is. And that will make me think, hey, the God who yeah. thought of the color of the wings on that bird, and then there's four billion species of those, can certainly handle what is kind of, you know, what what feels like a giant thing to me today. So anyway, that's a long answer to a, um, you know, to a question, but... Um, I love that, uh, and, and I hope I'm, I can have, 
I hope I have taught my kids to be grateful too. And in part because I would love for um, for Nana's legacy to mm-hmm. you know to continue on. She was purposeful in teaching her t- kids to be content. It rubbed off on one of her children's wives, and hopefully that is also rubbing off on her grandchildren. So anyway, that's neat. Yeah. Okay, one final question before we close up. I just want to know if either of you have any sort of fun, practical, everyday type ways that you notice, record, um, whatever, you know, that kind of thing, record your gratitude um, or any tips to share with us of ways that you um, continue to, you know, cultivate and notice what you're grateful for on a daily basis. We've talked about the big, deep things. I'm talking now about, you know, smaller, everyday, practical, maybe even fun ways that you cultivate gratitude? Either of you. Well, you know, I think we all know, as being part of a church, that it's a great thing to record answered prayer. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, for me, I pray something big, God answers it in an amazing way. And then I move on to the next thing I want God to do for me. And so over the years, keeping a real detailed list of answered prayer, big and small, helps me to be grateful because it reminds me God's at work every day in my life, mm-hmm. every minute in my life. Mm-hmm. So that helps me. Yep. Uh, one of the things that uh, you can do with your kids, but I sometimes do it at night when I can't sleep, is ABCs of gratefulness. You know, you can just say, okay, Lord, I am grateful for apples. If, yeah. You know, uh-huh. I am grateful for um, what's the B? I have a great bed. So when yeah. I climb in bed at night, I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, I love my bed. I'm grateful for that. What's a C? I'm grateful that I have a car. There are a lot of, yeah. uh, one of the things when we were in Africa, they kept asking us, do you have a car? Aww. And we hated to tell them, yeah, we have two cars, and our cars have a house. You know, they have, we have a garage. I mean, that was beyond their comprehension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can do ABCs yeah. of gratitude. That's uh, super helpful. And then I think I mentioned it before, but um, as I've gotten older, you know, really look back at your childhood and think, where do, where do I see God in ways I didn't even realize he was at work, you know, in college? uh I could have, I did make a lot of bad decisions, but I was, God saved me from Mm -hmm. every single one. Mm -hmm. And so look back. I think that's a great way to be um, grateful. What about you, Cameron? What do you do? I I keep a a journal of things that I'm praying Mm -hmm. for and regularly go back and look at, I, I don't know why, but always like, oh, I wonder what I was praying about around this day a year ago or two years ago or, um, and do that periodically to just look back over, yeah, what, what prayers has God answered? Um, what was I praying for a year ago? Is that even a problem anymore? Did he take care of that? (laughs) I didn't, or is that something that, oh, I'm going to have to be really faithful in prayer for this because it's still going on. Um, yeah. Another thing is, um, if, if you're wrestling with discontentedness, I think the more you practice gratitude, the less room you're giving yes. discontentedness. Yep. Yep. Yes. And so unfollow that person yes. on social media Amen. or that gal from your sorority who um, 
you know, married someone and it looks like she spends about nine months out of the year in Bora Bora. <laughs> you don't have to unfollow her. I feel like people are like. She's still thin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's still and yeah. somehow yeah. So her true. face is only getting tighter. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I mean, people are like, I hate to unfollow them. I'm like, okay, mute them. Yeah. So that you have to go. There is a there is an yeah, option. Yeah, that's a great. On, it is. On Facebook yeah. and, and Instagram where you still follow them. Don't worry, but you will have to make an effort to go yep. look at their profile. Yep. And that might be a good opportunity yep. for you to check when you're going to look at it. Yep. So unfollow those people because the less yeah. room that you give discontentment yep. and the more you practice gratitude, the more gratitude will become your reflex. Um, another thing that I think is just kind of fun is on Mondays, so start thanking people. So on Monday, thank someone for doing something mundane that they always do. Whether, you know, it's your roommate or your husband who always sets up the coffee in the morning. Thank him or thank her for doing that. On Tuesdays, um, I don't know, for thank someone for taking initiative. I'm trying to do a little bit of alliteration yes. here. If you You're doing tell. a great job. Um, <laughs> for taking initiative of oh, thank you for unloading the dishwasher or thank you for noticing that I left the bed unmade and you just made it and start expressing those things. And if there's someone who maybe they always do something, whether it's at work or at home or whatever, um, and you don't usually thank them for it, thank them for something they did. Even a week ago. That is gold. It is. That's gold. And, and that also gives you an opportunity to say, I have not expressed gratitude for to you for what you've been doing. And it gives you a chance to humbly own before them where you're not practicing gratitude, which is good for us, yeah. even yeah. if it's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> That's good for you in your own head, but that is relationship gold right there because everyone likes to be noticed for the, 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 the things that they're doing that go unnoticed. Yeah, it becomes a habit in your life. Absolutely. And then that's how people yep. see you yep. is, oh, she's always so grateful yep. for what I do for her. Yep. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's a blessing. Yeah. yeah. Good idea. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so so my one that I do, and I've done it for years, is I always get a cute daily calendar, like with a space in it for the day. Um, and my, this year, mine is this darling rifle paper company one <laughs> with a heart made out of flowers. I love it so much when I get it out every day. And part of my, in the morning when I have my time with the God, with God I write in that days, um, I just list as many things as I can in that space that I'm grateful for. And I purposefully do uh, both answered prayer type things and just like, you know, I'll hear the the dishwasher running in the background and I'll write down, I'm I'm grateful for the dishwasher because I'm not in there hand washing all those dishes. Amen. I'm grateful for the wash machine because I'm not scrubbing. Oh my gosh, you know, yes. I'm grateful that, I mean, and some days I have to dig because some days I, I, I have found on my, on, on days when I'm kind of low, mm -hmm. it's hard to mm -hmm. be grateful. And on those, the, the days, then I am going to think back, like I did get to see, you know, whatever, you know, that I, I, I love that my dog sleeps with me at night and gives me a lot of comfort. I uh -huh. love that, you know, my kids are healthy and made some good choices. I love, you know, so I, I really work through, let me think about the last day and the, the, the things that I'm grateful for. And I always think through, I think it's James 1, 7, we'll put that in the show notes too, that every good and every perfect gift is from above. But I always think of it in terms of every 
good gift is from above. And we have so much good in our lives Absolutely. from the ease of, I mean, we we have shelter, we have clothes, we have abundant food, yeah. we have, there are a million good things we have. And I have been deeply convicted of that. Every good gift is from above. And I do not want to go without thanking the Lord for those good gifts. And and I what, what you said about the dishwasher made me think about like, again, exposing that discontentedness that, you know, on those low days, it's easy to hear that dishwasher running in the background and think, I bet they loaded it wrong. Or <laughs> yeah. I yeah. bet something's on the bottom rack that was supposed to go on the top <laughs> rack and it's going to be all warped. And that is, again, an yeah. opportunity to realize, oh, I this is a real heart thing. And yes. I have an opportunity here to repent, to confess this yep. before the Lord, and then to ask Him, ask the Spirit yeah. to transform my heart to make me actually grateful, where I don't just write a dishwasher running, yeah. but it's all messed up. Yeah. Uh, you know? um, and yeah. that's what the grocery store is for me, yeah. you know, because... I'm always in the grocery store. And so every time <laughs> I walk in, I just want to thank, look at this food. Yes. I'm God provides so much for us. I'm grateful. And then I remember that I wasn't grateful for yes. a dozen other things that day. Yeah. So yeah. it yeah, it's a habit to work yeah. on. Retraining your mind. Yep. Retraining your heart. The spirit. Yep. yep. Yeah. And your heart by the power of the spirit. This was a great discussion. And I'm going to be thinking about a lot of these things in the days to come. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for sharing your hearts. And thank you for sharing your your hard things too. I mean, you shared some hard places in your life and I appreciate your willingness to do that. And um, it's been a joy to hear how the how the Lord has used that in your life. So thanks. I'm going to close this in prayer. Lord, you are good and you are great. And I thank you for um, the countless good and perfect gifts that you give us. I thank you most of all for your son, for um, Jesus, for your willingness to um, come to this earth and um, die for us, because even if we had nothing else in this world, Lord, we have you, and that is more than enough. And we're just grateful for that, Lord. And the places where we're not grateful, I pray that uh, you would um, speak to us in that, and that we would be willing to repent and learn to be women of uh, deep contentment, um, and gratitude for each good and perfect gift that you give us. And I just thank you for the gift of friendship and good conversation and iron sharpening iron as well. And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.